I think the main barrier is probably around why a supplier should invest with you. Um, because they have lots of opportunity, clearly working with other retailers, Absolutely. thinking really carefully how they spend their money. And I think what's really important is that we're consistent with our strategy and consistent in our approach. Tell them and share with them the return of investment they get with Superdrug and what else it might unlock from an in-store perspective. So it isn't just through social media, it's that whole O plus O element that I mentioned earlier. And I think that's seen from the shift of how we spend our budget. Right. Yeah, it's really changed from, like Simon said earlier, TV, advertising, press, all about product and price. And now it's much more about the content, the heritage, the ingredients, and really trying to connect with the customer. Yeah. And suppliers are buying into that. Um, they still maybe have this view of TV will get me lots of sales if I work with you on it. We have to say, no, 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 it's changing. Customers <laughs> are doing it in a different way. Um, but they're coming on board, definitely. <laughs> Clearly the numbers are important, um, but I massively and I wholeheartedly believe in, it isn't just talking to um, customers about promotion. You need to get that emotional connection now as well to some of those softer KPIs absolutely do come through that and or everything we look at now we talk about emotion and promotion mm -hmm. and trying to get a balance of both. Welcome to Content Talks brought to you by River Sounds where we talk about how to get the best out of your content marketing investment. Today we're here to talk about commercializing branding content. Is it possible? Who's doing it and how? And even more fundamentally what do we mean by commercializing brand content? In this episode, we're joined by Jill Smith, Managing Director of The Perfume Shop, and Simon Cummins, Commercial Director of Superdrug. So to discuss this with me today, uh, I have Jill Smith, the uh, Managing Director of The Perfume Shop. Jill, welcome. Hello. Glad to be here. Fantastic. Glad to have you on. And uh, Simon Cummins, the uh, Commercial Director of Superdrug. Simon, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Great to be here. Excellent. Pleasure to have you on. Um, so, Jill, we'll get started with you, if that's okay. Um, so, you can tell us a little bit about your key business challenges so we have some context about The Perfume Shop. Okay, so um, as a retailer, we've got two major sort of challenges, issues that we have to deal with today. One is the changing retail landscape. So that's all about moving from the, the past, being store-based and being much more digitally focused for the future. Mm -hmm. And then the second issue is actually customers are changing their behaviours. So it's about how we become more authentic, relevant to our customers and using content to do that. Okay. Um, so what kind of content marketing are you using to address the challenges you're facing? So we're really looking at increasing our brand branded content. So talking with authority um, to our customers that have got higher brand recognition so that they're engaging with us and so we can just cut through the noise of all the other retailers and online retailers that are there. Um, we're also looking more at focusing on user-generated content because, again, we find that really it, it, it's more authentic, it really gels with our customer and they really engage with it more. So those are the two ways. Fantastic. So, uh, Simon, same to you. How yeah, are you? Sure. Um, what are the kind of challenges that you're facing? Yeah, I guess it's pretty tough out there at the moment, isn't it, in general on the high street? And I think you need to make sure that your proposition's really working and it's different enough as mm. well. I guess, you know, online plays a big part and the customers have more choice than they've ever had. A lot of pure players going out there. And I guess there's also probably a lot of retailers for us, maybe fashion retailers that are beginning to take a little bit of our pie as well. Mm -hmm. 
So it's making sure that we look at what they're doing and maybe take a little bit of their pie back as well. I think we need to make sure that we give customers a reason to shop. Mm-hmm. And I think that's vitally important as we sort of trade over the next sort of two to three years. Um, and we've sort of looked at it and split our customer challenge in two. It's giving more customers um, a reason to see us as destination for healthcare, because mm-hmm. clearly we're a health and beauty retailer. And clearly we need to make sure we continue to win in beauty. So we've had some great success in beauty over the last few years. Absolutely. Um, and more importantly, in particular, with those younger customers that we know are the heartland of the Superdrug brand. Fantastic. So how are you uh, addressing those challenges? I think, I guess, when it comes to sort of content marketing, we've changed quite a lot. The days of traditional marketing and TV aren't, aren't for us anymore. Um, so they've gone. And it's very much more sort of focusing on um, the social media element and the digital side as well. We know when we've got that younger customer, the first thing they do, they're on their phones as soon as they get up in the morning, probably before they do anything else. Um, and we need to make sure that we've got a marketing campaign and sort of the marketing tools available to actually touch them and reach them in the correct way. Absolutely. Um, So a question for both of you. Um, How is the success of a marketing investment measured? Um, And what do you deem is a success? Um, I guess probably sales, for sure. Return on investment, so ROI plays a really key part. And also the customer love element as well. I think Mm -hmm. you can tell a lot from what your customers are doing and what they're saying. Um, I think, you know, marketing for us is probably more of an art and science as we build our brand and our content over the Mm -hmm. next few years. Um, And I think we have to be make sure that every penny we spend is spent in the right way. Um, And clearly, I think gone are the days where you can just do a campaign and not measure it. Measurement of success is really, really important for us. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're in the same space. So we're always looking at traffic, footfall, how many engagements we're getting with the content as well. So mm-hmm. to make sure it's relevant. Is it converting the customer? If you're online, is it driving them into store? Um, market share, can't, can't ignore that one as well. So if it's actually, if we're, we're promoting our brand, are we getting that market mm-hmm. share, that awareness? Even today, it's all about customer reviews as well. So if you're getting those positive reviews from what you've been posting or, and then as well, the customer love. So for us, it's all about listening to what the customer really want, what they're telling us. That's really important day. And gone is, it's just about a number. It's get that feedback from the customer. Right. Uh, and I think that probably is actually key for us as well. They've never been out of feedback as often, as quickly mm. as they can nowadays. So, right. And it also it spreads really quickly. So you really have to think about the content you're giving out there as well. You know, yeah. A good example for us is the Mother's Day campaign that we ran. And we know it can be quite a tough time for people. So you know, we asked customers whether they wanted to opt out of the Mother's Day communication. That just got fantastic fantastic feedback from mm. our customers and clearly we're going to build on that as we go into 2020. Fantastic. Um, so Jill, um, foot, footfall in TPS is obviously a really important measurement for you. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so for us, we're looking at the footfall into our physical stores, but as that whole shift to online happens as well, we're looking at the footfall uh, mm. that's coming to the website. So for us, it's actually about creating that seamless customer journey. We can no longer talk just online or offline. It's got to be O plus O. Right. It's a word that's banned around everywhere, but for us, it's really, really important because with perfume, you'll start exploring in a shop, maybe in a magazine, some scented, you know, samples in a magazine, you'll come to store, you'll go online, you'll price it. The journey is just so complex these days. So we've really got to be engaging on all those channels to drive the footfall. It's Mm. one footfall. It's not a store or online. Um, And it's then about encouraging those new customers to explore us as well. For us, we're absolutely all about the expertise our store teams can deliver. But we also want to try and, and deliver that online. So again, content online that showcases the expertise, showcases the product, and how we can help the customer to explore that is really, really important for us. 
Brilliant. So how do you report the impact that content marketing has had? Again, it's looking at the KPIs, getting the, the customer feedback, uh, looking at sales, that always helps. Um, the brand awareness, the recognition, those are really, really important for us. And we're looking at them all the time. I think the great thing about today is that you can get that instantaneous feedback. You mm -hmm. can see the numbers. You can see the spike online of traffic, of visitors. You can see the comments on a, a Twitter or an Instagram post or Facebook Live. You know, all of these, you get such immediate mm -hmm. reaction from our customers that you know if you're doing it good or bad. Absolutely. And if you're doing it bad, you can stop it straight away, mm. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> so the immediacy is, is a massive thing at the moment for getting um, uh, reporting back about how the, the effect that content marketing has had. Um, how easy is it to find support for investment in content marketing within the business? Yeah, I think it is. I think, you know, having a clear commercial proposition and talking to your supplier base about um, what we're doing as a brand is great. I think, you know, we're looking at all the time, and I think making sure that we get engaging content and making sure that um, suppliers understand what we're up to is critical. I think, you know, for us, we work as one commercial function, so that's buying and marketing together, and I think that makes a massive difference, so we're all very clear when we're talking to our suppliers, we're talking sort of with one voice, um, and we're tapping into the buyer relationship, as well as some of our core marketing team as well. And I think, you know, suppliers at the moment are looking for people that do things in a different way, that are really in contact and in really closeness to their customers. And I think from us as a brand, that's why we're managing to secure the advertising support that we do. Absolutely. So has that changed in the last five years, would you say? I would say so. I guess structurally we've changed. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it's now one commercial function. We used to have a separate marketing director and a separate buying director. Um, now it all sits under me, which is great. And I just think we then talk as a team. So whether it's a head of buying or a head of marketing, we're in our top to top meetings with our key suppliers, mm -hmm. really driving the same consistent message. Um, so they really understand what we need from them. Fantastic. Is that the same for yourself, Jill? It's very similar for us. So we have been changing how we do our content marketing. I think what we've recognised that our customer doesn't want that hard sell. So we've moved more from it being about offers and about product to actually more about lifestyle, about um, it could be the health benefits of a fragrance. So really trying to tap into what our customer, what's important for our customers, what are they talking about? And then internally, we've got um, a customer team. And that for me is really important because we're looking at it from the view of the customer. Mm -hmm. So whether it's marketing, social media, the buying, it's all about the, the customer focus. So is it right for the customer? doesn't matter if a supplier wants to do this and it's not right for our customer, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll push back or we'll get them to understand what we need to do. And I think that's seen from the shift of how we spend our budget. Right. Yeah, it's really changed from, like Simon said earlier, TV, advertising, press, all about product and price. Mm -hmm. And now it's much more about the content, the heritage, the ingredients, and really trying to connect with the customer. Yeah. And suppliers are buying into that. Um, they still maybe have this view of TV will get me lots of sales if I work with you on it. We have to say, no, 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 no. Mm. It's changing. Customers <laughs> are doing it in a different way. Um, but they're coming on board, definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. So the customer is always integral. Absolutely. In has Absolutely. To be, yeah. um, so Simon, your measurement um, differs in that you also generate commercial yeah. uh, revenues through some of uh, the content channels um, Superdrug invests in. Yeah, for sure. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about how that works? Yeah, definitely. Very similar to Jill, I guess. It starts with putting the customer first. You can't afford not to these days, so that mm. is fundamental to everything that we do. And we don't generate advertising solutions to drive revenue. Um, I think we 
what's really important for us is that great engaging content because that's what the customers want every single day of every mm. single week. Um, and we talk to our suppliers about that. And we want to build our suppliers' brands. So, you know, there's some fantastic brands out there, whether it be A brands from some of the key suppliers, whether it be some of our exclusive brands that we have out there as well. And we really tend to understand how you need to talk to the customer about each of those individual brands. I guess the other thing I'd probably say is we also look very much at O plus O, so that whole offline and online experience. So whatever we're doing from a content social perspective, it's always backed up with what the mm. customer sees, maybe through Instagram or POS when they actually come into a physical store as well. So which of your content channels are partly or, or fully commercially funded? Yeah, I guess we work with all our suppliers across all of our different media channels, whether that be sort of the radio that we have in store, whether it be our digital till screens mm. that we have as well. Clearly, CRM, our health and beauty car, plays a good opportunity for them, as well as sort of online advertising and print publications. Mm-hmm. So it is across a, a wide area of different um, areas. Fantastic. Um is that why they're motivated to invest? Um, what, what is the main thing that they get out of it? I think, you know, we have millions of customers coming into our stores every year. Mm-hmm. So they can actually see a real benefit of why they would advertise across different channels in Superdrug. Um, it gives them an opportunity to showcase their brand in, way, in probably ways that they might not get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for us as a brand, Superdrug, we're always looking for the, the new opportunities and pushing the brand as far as we possibly can and probably are a bit more fun versus some of our competitive base out there. So they probably can do more things with us. I can imagine. Or do it in a more sort of a cheeky way, which fits with our brand and our mm. accessibility. Brilliant. Um, so River is responsible for, for Superdrug's advertising sales. Um, do you also get involved in that? Yeah, I guess we've got a really close relationship with um, the guys, you guys at River. So um, we have monthly meetings with our buyers, our buying team sit down with our marketing team as well. Um, the team at River are fantastic and it, it really feels like a, they're part of the family uh, and we absolutely do it together and jointly to get the best revenue for both of us. Brilliant. So how does River approach the, the commercial sell? Um, it's done in a very collaborative way. It's done showing sort of history of what's happened in the past, opportunities that are coming up going forward, probably looking very much around the trends that are coming up, building a plan together throughout mm. the year. So we're all very clear. Um, and then River then with us have, um, with our Dare magazine, have a Dare buyer clinic every single month, which I think makes a massive difference. They're really clear what the buyers are trying to push. And they're also really clear which suppliers they should be tapping into. So what are the barriers that you most often have to overcome um, and how do you overcome them? I think the main barrier is probably around why a supplier should invest with you um, because they have lots of opportunity clearly working with other retailers thinking really carefully how they spend their money and I think what's really important is that we're consistent with our strategy and consistent in our approach tell them and share with them the return of investment they get with Superdrug Mm -hmm. and what else it might unlock from an in-store perspective so it isn't just through social media it's that whole O plus O element that I mentioned earlier Right, okay so do you find the financial bosses within the Superdrug business um, are most focused on the commercial revenue metric um, or are they also interested in softer KPIs around brand perception? I think you have to have a balance of both, is what I would say, clearly, in a very diplomatic response. <laughs> clearly, the numbers are important. Um, but I massively and I wholeheartedly believe in, it isn't just talking to um, customers about promotion. You need to get that emotional connection mm. now as well. So some of those softer KPIs absolutely do come through that. And or everything we look at now, we talk about emotion and promotion mm-hmm. and trying to get a balance of both. Clearly, you need the emotional side. Equally, you need to drive numbers and hit targets. Absolutely. Um, So question to to both of you. Uh, What brands do you think do content marketing well and why? 
as a consumer who's doing content marketing well. Um, I think there's a great uh, sort of small company called Cook that's all about frozen food, and they make me want to eat everything when I get the email. It just really inspires me that I'm going to buy some food. Really gets me emotionally because they're very uh, into looking after their teams, the mm-hmm. the um, where the ingredients come from. So it really does connect with me. So I think that's great. Um, and in the sort of world that I work in, in health and beauty, um, I I really like what um, Sephora in the US does. That really connects with me. Even though I can't buy from them, they really because it's in America, it really connects with me. And I get a lot of inspiration from there that I go, I want that copied in the UK. Why can't we do it as well? So those are kind of two places I, I get some really good content inspiration from. Oh, brilliant. So Sephora and Cook. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure we will do. And Simon, you can ask me the same question now, aren't you? Like, I'm just, you're well done. <laughs> um, I'm going to agree with Jill on Sephora, actually. Uh, yeah, clearly, I think you know Jill's probably pulled out ones where Sephora, um, very inspirational, mm-hmm. very aspirational, great brand. Um, they clearly have great brands. They clearly know what they're doing, and they gauge in a really good way. I guess from a fashion perspective, I quite like my clothes. Um, so I'd say maybe Ted Baker do it pretty well. I think, you know, the way that they showcase um, latest fashions, mm. they keep up to date with all the sort of the latest trends that are coming through. And I think they've got a really nice way of, of connecting with the consumer and it still makes it feel really accessible. Mm-hmm. I certainly agree with Ted Baker. Fantastic brand marketing. Absolutely. Um, so finally, we have one more question. What would be your recommendations for brands trying to generate commercial revenue for branded content? So I think the first thing is make it really easy for customers talk in their language, Mm -hmm. but also use your own tone of voice so that you stand out so you're not so corporate um, and make it really, really clear what the call to action is and what sort of KPIs you're you're trying to get them to, to drive. And then for me, the second thing is absolutely invest in creativity and storytelling. That's what it's all about these days. And that for us, if we tell our story, that helps us to stand out in a really saturated market where the customer can buy the same product that we have anywhere and we want them to buy with the perfume shop. So Brilliant. content and storytelling. Fantastic. You want strong, engaging yeah, narratives. really strong. Yeah. Fantastic. Simon, for, for yourself? Yeah, for Superdrug, um, content is absolutely critical. And I think it's what we said earlier, is getting that emotional connection with the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly it needs to have those two things around some soft KPIs, but some hard KPIs as well. But really connecting with them, really understanding what the customer wants from them as well is fundamental, I think, mm-hmm. to any part of content marketing going forward. Brilliant. Uh, Well, that's some fantastic advice. Um, So thank you, Simon. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you ever so much for for coming on and speaking to us. And um, hopefully we'll speak to you again in the future. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you. A growing number of big brands are communicating with their customers through podcasts, helping engage on a whole new level. Podcast listeners create strong trust with brands through podcasts. 76% of UK listeners have acted on a podcast ad. Listenership is growing across 
across all age groups, notably in young adults aged 15 to 24, with around one in five now listening to podcasts every week. Growing statistics like this prove that podcasts are a medium not to be ignored. So, what's stopping you bringing your brand to the conversation? Yeah. River Sounds is a division of the River Group. We work with companies globally to create and distribute original podcasts to augment their branding and marketing efforts. We leverage existing content, such as blogs and social media, to design, plan, create and distribute high-quality podcasts. We focus on creating podcasts to increase brand awareness, aid in customer education and help support customer retention. It's time for your brand to make some noise. River Sounds, bring your brand to the conversation. conversation.